Kia Wellington. Thank you for listening to the first half of our show, Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm Laura, and I'm going to hand over to Perrine for the second half. Kia ora, welcome back to our literary second half of the show. I am here with Chris Tees from... Uh, Lit crawl and many other things. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Thanks for coming along. Thank you for having me. I there were going to be two people today, but yes. we've just had some um, some news. Um, yes, we were going to be joined by Matt Powell, who is one of the writers um, that I've programmed into in memoriam. But unfortunately, he's been off sick today. Wow, that's Probably, okay. Yeah, he'll be missed. <laughs> Not a bad day to be in sick with the weather and the quake. G- yes. Get well soon, get well soon, Matt. Yes. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> You're missing out. <laughs> okay, in memoriam. So, the premise here, if you've ever mourned the death of a beloved fictional character but never got closure, join us or join these guys at the service to grieve alongside other heartbroken fans. Yes, so um, this is one of the... Uh, events that I've curated for this year's Lit Crawl. Um, it's the fifth birthday, um, and I've been brought on to sort of bring some new ideas and a different voice to Lit Crawl, which has been running for five years. So this is the fifth birthday uh, festival for Lit Crawl. Um, and when I was coming up with ideas, I knew I wanted to uh, sort of suggest some events that were going to be a little bit left of centre, um, things that you don't expect from a literary festival. And when I was sort of brainstorming, one of the things that was going around on Twitter was this meme uh, where people were being asked, you know, what is a fictional character's death that you've never gotten over? Um, So people were sort of digging up uh, books and movies and TV shows from their childhood um, and sort of stuff from their recent adulthood. Um, And it was sort of quite interesting to see the sort of characters uh, that people bring up. And I thought that that would be a pretty cool sort of premise for for an event for Lit Crawl. I must say... I I agree. It's a great <laughs> idea. And I started a thread uh, chat with my friends about it last night. And I think I kind of opened up some old wounds that um, <laughs> that they thought they'd forgotten about. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> there was, you know, there was a lot of hurt about Beth from Little Woman or Matthew Cuthbert mm-hmm. from Anne of Green Gables and um, oh, the one from uh, Tomorrow When the War Began. Gosh, I haven't read that for ages. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, are there particular characters that you wanted to mourn that you can tell us about? Um, I the, so the one that I sort of ended up picking was, and this is very embarrassing to admit on air, um, but Patrick from the TV show Offspring. Um, it's an Australian sort of comedy <laughs> drama. Wait, I thought this was a literary. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> um, so that was that's the character that I would write about if I were in this event. Um, so I'm not in this event. I've actually asked five uh, other people to pick a character and write a eulogy to deliver uh, for that character. And I won't spoil who they've chosen to uh, eulogise, but it is quite interesting the names that people were sort of throwing out there as, as potentials. And um, I think we've got a really good mix of characters from uh, sort of uh, childhood books and movies and some more recent um, films as well. So it's going to be an interesting night. Mm-hmm. And my brief to them was to sort of take more of a lighthearted approach to this, um, but, you know, bring tissues just in case. Yeah. 
um, yeah, so I think it's going to be heaps of fun. Yeah. And um, it's going to be in the second phase of uh, Lit Crawl's uh, uh, Crawl, which is on the Saturday night uh, between 7.15 and 8 at uh, RTBs. All right. And so is it going to feel like a bit of a... Um Bit of a wake or funeral parlour. I've got I've got a think? few ideas um, up my sleeve to make it a little bit more of a um, um, a wake to make it feel like uh, we are mourning these fictional deaths. Um, so you just have to turn up on the night and see what we uh, pull out. <laughs> do you do you? Sorry to interrupt. Do you have one, Perrine? Do you have um, a fictional character you mourn? Um, <laughs> I I've I shared a, mine. I have a bad memory. <laughs> And I have been very sad about people. I, when I thought about this, actually, <laughs> this is ridiculous. It was from a non-fiction book, and that was the one that I was thinking about. So it was the a most. real. It wasn't a fictional at all. <laughs> so the person, the author, who was Isabel Allende, and it's about her daughter who died. She had no choice about her dying, but that was kind of one of the saddest I've felt about a character in a book dying. Yep. Mm. yep. I think it's quite surprising sometimes how attached people can get to characters. Um, and, yeah, I've definitely read books and gone to movies and been left devastated at the end of them. Um, and then you sort of have to just tell your rational self, you know, they, they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that actor is still alive. You know? Yeah. Um, I also thought back to um, Misery the Stephen King yep. book and excellent movie with Kathy Bates and um, how devastated she was that he killed off his serial character, Misery Chastain, yep. to the point that she um, kidnapped and tortured him to bring this character back to life. Well, I can promise you that none of my <laughs> <laughs> writers and storytellers have gone to those extremes, hopefully. That, that you know of. That I know of, yeah. Yep. Can you promise they're as entertaining as Kathy Bates? Infinitely so. <laughs> uh, we've got a, we've got a really good lineup of uh, speakers um, in this event. We've got Emily Wrights, um, Jane Arthur, who is an award-winning poet, um, Jerome Chandrahasan, and Matt Powell, who was meant to be here. Um, and unfortunately, in the program, it's got Inez Almeida, but she's had to pull out. Uh, but I'm really glad that Sasha Borisenko um, has stepped in to replace her. Um, Sasha is a journalist, um, but she's got a wicked sense of humour, so I'm really uh, excited to see what she brings to this event. And the character that she's picked, I think, is going to resonate with a lot of people. <laughs> Will there be an opportunity for the audience members to, you know, kind of light a candle for their particular... <laughs> Um, for whom they're grieving. I'm not sure about the health and safety of doing that in a bookshop, um, <laughs> but we could definitely consider something to help them uh, just, you know, grieve a little bit more or, or share their experiences with, with each other. Um, I mean, there's the after party um, at Meow once the crawl has wrapped up. I thought that would be a perfect place to sort of have a drink and talk about you know, who they've mourned in the past. Yeah. It would be really handy if it was a local writer who'd killed off someone who you um who you were So you can take revenge. So, <laughs> not revenge. <laughs> but um so you could kind of have that conversation with them maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of um anyone recently. Not that I've read like every single local book in the last whatever. Um and I know that a lot of people um that I've talked to who have written 
you know, deaths into their uh, books um, have had that struggle of, well, do I kill off this character that I've actually become quite invested in as the author and the creator? Um, I think mm. it's a very strange struggle to, to go through as a writer. Uh, I, I'm, I write mostly poetry, so I've never actually had to deal with that myself. But I can kind of empathise with them a little bit. You're, you're like killing off something that you've created. Mm. Yeah. We had some artists in here last year to talk about an exhibition called Kill Your Darlings. Oh, yeah. And they talked about the um, theory behind that, that, you know, what you become the most attached to is maybe what you are letting go, need to let go of. Yep, yep, mm. yeah, yeah. I guess there's that need for closure, right? Even before you've killed off <laughs> um, that character, maybe it's you know a cathartic release of of some sort of, of the things that you've instilled in that character or what that character represents for you as as a writer. Yeah. Oh gosh, we're getting really deep with this. <laughs> Not what I expected to go. We get <laughs> come up for air. Yep. So you are a local poet. You also do a few other creative pursuits. Yeah. Um, so I've mostly written poetry uh, for the last 10 or 12 years, um, and I've published two books with Auckland University Press. Um, I've also been the official food blogger for Wellington On A Plate, which is a very different sort of writing. Um, and yeah, so I've been involved with um, Lit Crawl as a writer um, for the last three years, and they asked me this year to come on board as one of their guest curators, mm. which has been really exciting and fun and challenging in many different ways. What does it involve, being the guest curator? So they basically just asked me to come up with a whole lot of ideas for potential events. And I went away, had a brainstorm, uh, presented a list of um, possibilities. And uh, originally I was only going to do three events, but they liked all of the things that I proposed. So um, I've ended up curating six of the events uh, that are in both the crawl and in the extended uh, series. And is the extended series, is that the kind of paid events that happen the days before and after? Yeah, so there's, um, so local runs from the 8th to the 11th of November. And on the Saturday night, that's the crawl itself, which is the um, sort of the format that everyone um, is a bit more familiar with, which is the three different phases and you move between each phase. So you sort of pick one of the eight events in each one and you sort of do a little bit of a crawl. Um, but Outside of uh, the crawl, there are ticketed events on the Thursday, the Friday, uh, the Saturday day, and on Sunday as well. It seems like an interesting concept. The whole thing that, yeah. um, you know, people normally think of readers and writers as more introverted types, but to be getting out and having this lit shared literary experiences that possibly involve booze and whatever else happens on a Saturday night. Yeah, well, I love Lit Crawl because it is slightly different compared to a lot of other literary events. You know, the, the bulk of it does happen on that Saturday night and it culminates with this um, fantastic party where everyone can sort of uh, get together, have a few drinks and talk about the different sessions that they went to. Because obviously, you you know, if you do the whole crawl, you're only going to get to go to three of the 24 events. So mm. there's a lot of FOMO that goes on at that party when they people start hearing about all the great events that they couldn't make it to. And I think, especially in the last few years, we've seen some very diverse audiences um, coming to Litcrawl events. I think it's an event that um, brings out a lot of Wellingtonians and has made this sort of uh, literary festival a little bit more accessible to people who are um, not sort of used to going to those sort of things. Right. That was gonna. I was wondering about yeah. that. You know, to go to this after party, do you have to be kind of one of Wellington's literati? Oh, absolutely not. No, we you know welcome everyone and. Um, 
we just want people to have a great time and and, and um, be you know buzzing about the event um, long after you know it's it's happened and one of the great things is that you do end up getting people who know nothing about lit crawl or you know literary festivals sort of getting swept up along uh, for the ride so last year lit crawl the crawl itself culminated with um, what was happening at the same time as a soccer game and I think Lord performed last year at the same time um, so you sort of had all these different crowds descending upon Wellington and mixing and mingling and you could see all of these football fans sort of standing at the back of some of these events who sort of just stumbled across them and, and thought oh, I'll just check this out and that's you know what Lit Crawl is about it's just about in, you know including everyone and, and bringing people in That sounds like yeah, way more fun than your average Readers and Writers Festival, which, of course, it's, are great it's, in their own different. way. It's different. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, objective fun, you know, yep. rather than yep. deep engagement with it. Yeah. ideas necessarily. Yeah, and, um, you know, something like the In Memoriam um, session is that sort of slightly different um, take on a literary event. Um, and some of the best festivals that I've been to, uh, both in New Zealand and Australia, have events like this where... Um, you know, writers have been asked to, to create something especially for that particular event. And it is often, you know, they're given a brief, like, here are three random childhood photos um, from someone you don't know, write something based on them. Um, I've been to an event in Australia where um, it was like a literary debate between uh, page poets and slam poets. So it was sort of friendly. Did you say banter. page poets? Yeah. So is for- that just a an old-fashioned style <laughs> poet as we know it. <laughs> as, yeah. I guess it's the two terms that people use to distinguish poets that mostly write for the page and poets that uh, are more comfortable performing it, like slam poets and performance poetry. Do you associate with? I'm definitely more comfortable um, writing for the page, but I really do enjoy performing my poetry as well, but I would never ever call myself a slam poet or a performance poet. I think what they do is um, quite remarkable. You know, they can um, recite, you know, five, ten-minute poems, you know, without needing any notes or anything like that. And it's a, it's very powerful, a lot of what they do. Um, mm. And I'm just sort of in my little corner with my pages. <laughs> Stick to the script. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I think it's really great that Lit Crawl offers um, people um, something a little bit more um, left of centre and different compared to what they might expect from a literary festival. Mm. And you've created... Curated um, a few sessions. Can you give us a bit of a rundown? Yeah. Um, so I've got four sessions in the actual crawl itself. Um, there's the Body Electric, um, which is a session about queer poetry. And um, the uh, inf- uh, inspiration for this um, event was a quote from a Huffington Post article, um, which was physical intimacy in public places to this day is not queer inclusive. So I've asked five um, really exciting and dynamic queer uh, poets to respond to that particular quote or um, anything to do with queerness and visibility in 2018. Uh, I've done the In Memoriam uh, session, which we've talked about. Uh, I've also curated an event called Lit Sync for Your Life, um, which I've asked three drag performers and three writers to collaborate um, 
<laughs> Admittedly, I came up with the title of the event before I figured out what it was going to be. Okay, is the title some kind of cultural reference that I'm not getting? Is um, it lip sync? It's, so it's lip sync for your life. Okay. Uh, so it's an homage to um, lip sync for your life okay. from RuPaul's Drag Race. So what I've ended up doing is taking uh, three literary-themed songs, very loosely literary-themed, and I've assigned them to um, three different writers, and those writers have to respond or use that song to write a new piece um, to perform on the night. And then to make sure that the audience, you know, gets to hear the song um, that, you know, they've, they've responded to, I've asked three drag performers to lip sync to those songs. So they get a drag show um, along with some new writing from three, you know, exciting Wellington writers. Right. Yep. Bit, of, bit of everything. It's a bit of everything. <laughs> it's going to be a very strange experimental um, event, but I think it's, I think it's going to be cool. Can um, you, sorry, can you yeah. give us an example of a literary-themed song? So, I'm just struggling <laughs> to... <laughs> um, the, the song that I really wanted um, someone to do is called The Story by Brandy Carlisle. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but it's like this awesome folk rock song that you also wouldn't expect um, a drag performer to perform. Um, unfortunately, no one's gone for that song. Um, but basically, we've got songs that are referencing uh, literary characters or novels, um, or oh, even yeah, like um, Heathcliff. Yep, Wuthering Heights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, no one's doing that, but yeah, that's okay. that's the track that we sort of were heading down. Um, and the other event that I've uh, curated for the crawl is um, called Hometown Glory Lower Hut versus Palmerston North. Yes, and I hear this is something that's close to your heart. Yes, because I'm a hut boy through and through. Um, last year, there was a great event that was very popular in the Craw, um, which was all about Hamilton. So they got um, a number of Hamilton writers to uh, write pieces and present them um, to this audience. And this year, I thought, all right, let's pit two different uh, small towns against each other. So I've got three writers from Lower Hut and three writers from Palmerston North who are um, going to pay homage to uh, their hometowns. Yeah, it should be fun as well. All right. Is the hut going to win this um, fierce competition? I'm I'm stepping aside and I will not have any involvement with the actual running of this event on the night. So we've asked um, Sasha Borosenko, who's also in the in memoriam section, to um, basically be the MC for this event. So she's from Tauranga, so she's a, a neutral uh, party uh, for this particular event. Is she? Can you be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not briefing her on anything. Um, so she can um, she can dictate um, how the night goes. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be heaps of fun. And I've, and I've said to the writers in this um, particular event, you know, you can pay homage, you can mock, you can um, do whatever you want as long as it's about that particular town. Yeah, um, so we'll see what they come up with. And then I've also created two events in the uh, extended session. Um, one's about um, journals in uh, Aotearoa, New Zealand, and the other is uh, called Sophomore Year. And because I've just recently published my own second book, yeah. I wanted to talk to three other writers who have also recently published their second books. So I'm going to be in a session with um, Michelle A. Court, Therese Lloyd, and Kate Dugnan about their recent uh, sophomore efforts. Mm. Yeah. So that should be um, a great event as well. Um, we you know, talk about the ups and downs of uh, writing a second book and following up um, our firsts. <laughs> cool. We are getting to the end of our show. Just before we do, 
Tim was saying before, Tim who sat in yep. <laughs> the session, um, that Litcrawl was maybe looking for some volunteers this year. Yes, so Litcrawl um, is uh, very happy to have volunteers to help out on the night. Um, these people help basically make sure that the sessions run on time and that they look after the, uh, um, the audiences and the writers and that everyone is sort of knowing where to go. So yes, if you want to um, volunteer for Litcrawl, definitely get in touch with them. Um, just go to litcrawl.co.nz and all the details will be there. Mm. And apart from that, um, the night itself is uh, 10th of November, yep. so weekend after this one. Yep, it's, it's creeping up really, really quickly. Um, we uh, yeah kick everything off on the Thursday night with um, a visiting Iranian-American poet called Kavi Akbar, um, who is fantastic, and this is a really great opportunity for uh, Wellingtonians to um, hear from one of um, contemporary poetry's uh, best poets um in the world right now this is this is like a really great thing that's happening in, in wellington and okay great and listeners who can't see what's happening in the studio there's some very emphatic body language <laughs> i'm just so excited so <laughs> i <laughs> want to convey yeah, that. yeah <laughs> when we announced that he was coming um you know wellington twitter basically had a little bit of a <laughs> collective sort of um, explosion of joy uh yeah so people are really excited that he's coming Wonderful. Thanks so much for coming in and talking about the joy and the trauma of (laughs) (laughs) the literary world and looking forward to next Saturday. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. Thank you.